it wouldn't be the start of a new episode if Crystal Ann wasn't coughing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst person to have on a podcast because <laughs> I feel like I just constantly have to clear my throat. I'm constantly coughing. And I, like, teach. So how is that a thing? Um, but, yeah, anyway. So I think it's just once it once we press play, it's what you get. <laughs> it's fine. I think I'm actually choking on my salad. I hope so. We had dinner tonight. Yes. Katarina made this deliciously bright salad. Oh, thank you. Fernando made this delicious not chicken. <laughs> fake chicken. Um. So what was that again? It was... Fake chicken. What does that mean? Like It's what? like fake grilled chicken. So was it tofu? I don't I mean I don't have it in front of me. Okay, so either way, <laughs> it tasted good though. I you was really surprised. It? You know, I'm not like a vegan or vegetarian. Um if you are, that's good for you. I just don't have that drive in any capacity. I think chickens are ugly, so So eat them. Um, just eat them. No, 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 but it was delicious. And I think I just had a piece of lettuce in my throat. So welcome. We're so excited to be back. We're here for the letter F. For fuck, no, for... Yes. Oh, hello, we have visitor. Hello. A cat has entered the room, so hello, all attention must be on the cat. Hi, Pickles. Hi, Pickle. Oh, but, I wish we had a camera. He's uh, looking pretty shocking. He's so cute. But here's the thing. I want to shut that door because the guys are in the other room having a good time. But I know as soon as I shut the door, Pickles will have the conflict of, do I leave the room or do I stay in here? Very Which clean. is quite literally the... The only conflict cats have. <laughs> it's like, in or out, bud. In or out. But either way. I can relate, you know? Um, like, yeah. once an option is closed off to me, I want it more. Don't, <laughs> I mean, humanity at its finest. So, um, yeah. So, we're here for the letter F. And um, for the letter F, I was like, yeah, let's do something desserty, right? So, then we were looking up different beverages that might have like a dessert flavor okay and so we went with frangelico as like the base um and per the huge I knew nothing about frangelico I was like when is this stuff uh so anyway instead of necessarily looking up the history of a certain cocktail this is going to be more about the ingredients because I simply made a frangelico martini um, and it wasn't, you know, made of unicorn dust or anything. So it's pretty basic. And so what I really wanted to focus on this week is kind of like the weird background of Frangelico, which again, I know nothing about, and I'm sure like a bunch of people don't. Um, however, the bottle does come with its very own lore, which is really interesting. It's a very interesting looking bottle. Also, I love that we're jumping into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, hey, welcome to good. the week. It's a letter F. I need to drink this. Yes. It's because it's a martini and it's got a big ass ball of ice. And I feel like if you don't drink it cold, it's going to taste like balls. And not that balls taste bad for all you ball suckers out there. I don't want to. For all be you ball suckers out there. For all you ball suckers. You enjoy what you enjoy. No hate here. This is ice balls. Just clarification. Ice balls don't have the same texture. I saw Will. I told him. I said, you know, I had a friend that would always have <laughs> big balls in his freezer. I heard a giggle. I said, big ice balls. They're ice balls. <laughs> I think it's funny that even as grown-ass humans, we're still like, <laughs> balls. <laughs> They're a funny part of the body. I mean, let's all check them out. Like, women, our shit's compact and it's tucked inside. <laughs> Men wear their shit out there. 
like their fucking heart on their sleeve. Their balls are out there. They're hanging low or high. doesn't matter. They're weird looking. And I think everybody needs to just get on the page with that. They're fucking weird. And that's why balls are funny. Because what even are these things? This is a bizarre, a bizarre topic. It has nothing to do with alcohol. <laughs> but I just thought I'd put that out there. Balls are weird. You I will what? say. Not to say I don't love them. I love them. I will but they're weird. I will say genitalia and sex jokes never. Never I will. Yeah. They'll, they'll never fade with age. Mm-hmm. I would go. Growing up to the bingo hall with my Nana, and there was one lady that every time they called the number 69, she had a bird, and it would tweet. And me being like seven, eight, nine years old, I was like, why is she really like that number? And everyone would be like, oh, that's how old she is. And then I got older, and I was like, that's still her favorite number. (laughs) And they'd be like, you know, they'd forget, like, that they told me years before that that was her age, so... I just thought there was this immortal woman that just loved the number 69. No idea why. Yeah, old ladies be dirty. That's going to be me. <laughs> Bingo be halls. Bingo halls. Bingo halls are where it's at. That's like the brass Ratchet. houses of like the elderly, <laughs> if I'm being quite honest. Shit goes down. You know, shit goes down. Um, anyway, so, Frangelico. The recipe is really easy for this martini. It's just one ounce vodka, one ounce white creme de cacao. One ounce for Angelico. So just one to one to one ratio. And you one just to put that to shit one. together. Shake that shit. Best served with ice. cold. Best served cold. Put in a cocktail shaker with ice. Shake that shit. Strain the ingredients into a glass and garnish with a cherry. I was cheap. I didn't buy the cherries. Um, mostly because I forgot. And I would rather do fresh cherries. I don't like maraschino cherries because I think oh no, they're oh, super no. gross and like bad for you because they're just soaking in complete shit. Um, so instead I'm like, okay, well the alcohol is already bad for me. Let's not compound this. So anyway, no cherries, but for Angelico and I made it and I do not make cocktails. So if it tastes like shit, it's not a problem. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I'm not a beverage. I'm just so excited to drink it. I know that you had said that typically it's like darker in color. This one's lighter in color. And you said it's because I used white. The creme de white. cocoa white. Yeah. Yeah. Creme de cocoa. That's fine. I like That's dark right. chocolate. I like milk chocolate. Yeah, like we like all the white chocolate. chocolate. We love all the shades of chocolate here. Oh, yeah. I don't discriminate. <laughs> all the shades of candy. You're going to put it this in front of me. This is going to be a weird podcast. <laughs> the more episodes we do, the amount of deep wisdom. The more comfortable we get with each other and we're like, no boundaries. Just yeah. Hit me up if anybody's interested in some weird shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't. That's weird. I just meant like if you wanted me to just record stuff in like a weird What kind voice. of invitation did you just Yeah, I don't know. Invite people. Hit me up if you're into weird shit. <laughs> no. Completely no. Meant, I just meant if you want like to pay me. What? To no. Whisper thing. No. No, Crystal Ann. No, don't open because you're going to get people going tell me that you want to suck my foot. Like no, you hey, get that. Depending on how much I listen. <laughs> Listen, ma'am, uh, don't tell me that I won't do it because I will. Starts- I would, if you were like, if you were like, hey, I'll pay you a hundred dollars to whisper some weird shit. I'm just whispering. I'm not doing it. I'll whisper it. Listen, this is our side hustle. Are you getting a side hustle for the side I'm getting hustle? a double hot side. Listen, <laughs> this is America. This is America. This is what we got to do now because I can't afford to live. The more you talk, the less I can drink this delicious. Okay. All right. Let's try it. I'm drink. not into it. I'm really not into it. You're not into the drink or the foot thing. But I don't want to fucking suck anybody's toes, but I'm also not we into this Cheers. Beverage. We need a cheers. You're cheersing. I did it's, it last episode. It's bad, Juju. Okay. To um, sucking toes. 
toes. No, no sucking toes. Putting the curve down. Flattening the curve. There we go. What if, curve of what? The curve of the quarantine curve. Oh. <laughs> Where have I been? No, by quarantine curve, I mean corona. Oh my fuck, that's very strong. Whoa, girl. You trying to get me to black out? She's strong. She's a strong beverage. I follow the damn recipe. I will say that martinis tend to be on the stronger end, though. We know this. Martinis oh, yeah. tend to have a harder pour, I feel like. It's good, though. The frangelico. Okay, so frangelico is really cool because it's got like a hazelnutty. It's like a nutty, chocolatey That's flavor. That's what I taste. So I'm really thrown off because... You didn't know what to expect. Well, I think it's too. It's like chocolatey, but it being white, mm. my brain is just like, right. I don't know how to like do it's this. It's white chocolate. <laughs> I'm white chocolate. It's I'm just like, kidding. I'm just it's like more like, I know it's supposed to be white, but it's more like yellowy. So I think it's like, <laughs> and I've My heard. My glasses are old, okay? Listen, and I've heard of like things where like, if people like eat something or like taste something and it's not the right color that like everything is thrown off about like the flavor. Oh, shit, that's a strong beverage. So I think I'm just like thrown off because of the color. Here's what I will say. Okay. It's going to get old. I'm not going to keep saying that I'm not a cocktail drinker. Okay, we get it. We get it, Crystal. You're becoming a cocktail drinker. I am becoming one. Look at me. She bougie. Um, I will say, though, so at first at first glance, at first tasting, I felt like, well, that's strong. You know, and I made the the face that I, we're just going to record me making the face one day. <laughs> and it's the face of, like, this is a strong all I taste is alcohol face. Um, but then the second time around, I took another sip. And it tastes, it's kind of good. It's like vodka is definitely there because it's a martini. And so it is going to have a heavy vodka flavor. Mm -hmm. However, I did choose, I I chose like a mid-range vodka. Okay. Like we didn't do Dubra because we're not complete trash. Not that Dubra is wrong. I know we all have a budget, but we were trying to be fancy. And I didn't do like super high end, you know. So we're in the middle. I would say it was like a $12 bottle of vodka. Not bad. $13 actually. You know, mid-range. It's a Finland, right? Yeah, it's from Finland. Finlandia. 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 I don't know. Anyway, it's a good, it's a smooth enough vodka. That's so funny. We talked about Chile in the last episode. And we've got, well, Fernando's Finnish and Chilean. (gasps) Are these his beverages? Did we do this for him? He probably would not want to drink this. He's more of a sour man. Maybe one day we'll get on, we'll get him on to talk about sours. Because it's not going to be me. Fun, other fun fact, I'm allergic to beer. So (laughs) this is why we're doing (laughs) cocktails. Cause I like, you know, like I can either, it's either like you get shit faced or you go home. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't have a middle ground. I can't drink beer. <laughs> you get shit faced or you go home. Yeah. There's is that no- a shirt? Let's get a shirt. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this is delicious actually. So you get this. Yeah. Obviously the vodka flavor is there, but if you choose like a mid range to higher end vodka, it's smoother, which is what I've learned right now. And it has that chocolate nutty flavor. It's almost like um, if you're drinking a Ferrero Rocher, but like a really subtle Ferrero Rocher, not overpowering with the chocolate or the nuttiness. I'm going to be honest. Not my favorite. Well, it's funny because I don't know that you like chocolate beverages, right? I like chocolate beverages. This is like a dessert beverage. Let's also put that out there. Like this is not something you're getting and you're like, I can't wait to drink this by the beach all day long. Like, no, honey, this I is think- a dessert beverage. You're going to get this after dinner. I think it's the nuttiness. I think the nuttiness is throwing me off. Oh, I Am I going to drink this whole thing? Yes. But <laughs> after. Because she's committed to the cause. She's not. <laughs> she doesn't. She's not a. She doesn't give up. 
She's a doer, not a quitter. I'm a doer. Listen, you're going to put gonna a cocktail in front of my She's face. She's not going to let that drink do her. But I just want to give. Where coming up with this shit? I want to give my honest review. And my honest review is that I taste like the nuttiness mm-hmm. before anything else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I have a really ridiculous sweet tooth. But I'm going to drink it. But I'm just letting you know if you got like a really big sweet tooth. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know, yeah. I think for me, too, like, I'm that person that prefers dark chocolate over any chocolate. hmm So, and I love, like, hazelnut. And so I think that because Frangelico has, like, a hazelnut mm-hmm. flavor. I have the hiccups. I'm so sorry, <laughs> guys. We just ate, like, a salad, and it had um, garlic whatever in it, garlic dressing. And it's it getting Caesar real dressing. on my mic. It's getting, there's something happening. There was no this. garlic in this. Then what am I burping? I don't know what you're burping. I apologize. <laughs> I'm a true lady. I mean, I love garlic as ne- as then much as the, the next hell girl. What is wrong with me? Oh, it's the onion. It's the onion. <gasps> I love a red onion, though. I don't give a shit <laughs> how bad they are for my breath. Um. Anyway, guys, exactly right. Like this is we have different flavor profiles. Like the episode before this was the El Diablo, and we both drank that and got twisty. Um, twisty girls. <clears throat> I do enjoy the nuttiness. I think if you like a nutty kind of chocolatey, you know, decadent kind of desserty situation, it's almost like a mudslide to me. Like you're not going to drink hmm. this every sec. What I mean is how okay, you okay, how okay. you treat a mudslide, right? Okay, okay. You okay. don't go to a bar and say I'm going to drink 14 mudslides. Okay, you feel okay, me? Okay. This is not a vodka soda situation. <laughs> this is a I've had a great meal and I want like a dessert beverage. I want to feel like I'm having a dessert without all the cow cows. Okay, without all the calories. Is this low-cal? It is, yeah, because it's mostly vodka, and then the other things are liqueurs. So they're not high in calories, really. I mean, there is sweetness okay. to them. But the liqueur, the way they're treated, is differently. So this is a low-cal dessert. Yeah, it's um, not going to be like a mudslide because you're not going to have all those, like, calories. Yeah, you're not doing any of the dairy or any of the anything else. So if you've like been Kahlua in... can be kind of high-calorie. Yeah, so if you've been in quarantine this whole time, and you love alcohol, and you're also, like... You know, maybe I put on a few pounds, mm. which is totally fine. We've all been there. We have. Um, because you're stuck in your house and you can't leave. Um, this is like a nice little, like, sweet martini with some hazelnut, with some nuttiness. So you're not breaking the bank. You're not breaking the poundage. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fun, too. I, like, love the nuttiness, actually. I'm really about that. So the other thing, too, instead of doing, you know, the creme de cacao, the white. I did the white. For this recipe, you could also, I mean, there's tons of companies that make their own, like, chocolate liqueur. Okay. And so you could replace it Ooh. with something even sweeter. Like, I know Godiva has their own version. Oh, yes. I saw that. Your girl almost went the Godiva route. You know, notes for later. Again, breaking the bank. Yeah, that was expensive. Yeah, the Godiva was $16.99, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Shoot. I work at a nonprofit. But you more can't be than that, seventeen dollar liqueur. More than that, you didn't know if you'd actually like it. Right now, and you I like do. it, and now that I like it, I'm like, okay, like this to me is on par with a grasshopper. Like a grasshopper is a mm. delicious dessert drink. Yeah. It's a delicious dessert martini. Yes, you are not going to drink that every day. So this is a very specialized, very like purposeful beverage for a certain type of feel for a certain type of evening. You know, you might even have certain it to top off your drinks. Maybe you have a couple of drinks before and then you top it off with your dessert martini. What kind of feel are you thinking? You said a certain kind of feel. Like, paint this me, me the picture. Yeah, this to me is like you had your girls over. You guys had yourself a little dinner party. You've already had some, like, wine. And you're like, I really want to, you know, 
I really want to have a little bit of a dessert. And you would pair this maybe with just a simple ice cream. Ooh. Okay. Right? So you'd have like seen... your vanilla ice cream. You would have this like delicious vanilla bean ice cream or even a little cake on the side. You know and you would thinking? pair it with this. And then you have like this delicious dessert um, course. And then you're feeling good because you've got the nuttiness and like the dessertness. And it's just this really amazing, like sexy dessert night <laughs> with your friends. You're getting sexy with these desserts. I'm thinking like raspberry sorbet. That yeah. to me sounds I really good I wonder if sorbet though wouldn't be, it's because like light. this has chocolate and nut in it, a mm-hmm. sorbet to me is too fruity. There's just something to if me about did, white chocolate and raspberry. Right. I get I'm that. Like, but Ugh. I feel like a sorbet is almost too summery for this beverage. Okay. So you know I'm saying, this, so if you did, okay, bear with me. I'm hearing you out. Bear with me. I respect you. Perhaps you do a tiny single size lava cake with a little raspberry, yes. a little raspberry sauce. Yes. You pair it with this frangelico martini and you've got a winner. But yeah, I would say that this is, um, for me, not my favorite. Maybe if I paired it with like some sweets, yes, but we did just have like a Caesar salad. Yeah, I, <laughs> we definitely, like this could be possibly good. Yeah, with Pasta. even With like charcuterie. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? Like cheese, like something a little more decadent. I love The fact that we had a Caesar board. salad with fake chicken before this is not what you... <laughs> That is not the preamble yeah, and that, to this constitution. And okay? that brings up a really good point. Like your drink needs to pair or with your amendments. meal. It's not the constitution. <laughs> Did I do that wrong? Constitution. My bad. But yeah, your drink should pair with what you're eating, whether it's a dessert, whether it's um, dinner, whether it's lunch. Hey, you want to do breakfast? That's yeah. why a mimosa is good on its own because it's just OJ. I yeah. mean, your palate can be influenced by what you ate prior so right so that is tricky we maybe should have thought about that but I think we were also (laughs) thinking that this would be dessert to our salad Uh, to our main course and it still can be but also too like I feel like things like this tend to be something that we drink seasonally as well like this is not my go-to summer beverage this is true you know I could have an like I would probably drink you know last week we did the El Diablo or last episode I could drink that it's a very fruity kind of like springy summer vibe yeah um this, a Frangelico-based martini, I would certainly drink it more like fall, Christmas. Yeah. You know, I'd really, I'm that kind of person that likes to really drink her beverages, like, themed-wise. Like, of I like course. to drink my grasshoppers in the wintertime. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I do. Yeah, it's something about the heaviness that you're like, yeah. ugh, I don't want to yeah. eat that, like, while I'm trying to maintain my summer body. No, thank exactly. you. Exactly. It's too rich. That's what it is. So, so yeah, anyway, so that's the beverage. Um, those are our thoughts on it, and... We're going to, yeah, we're going to follow up with some history when we return. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. This martini doesn't even really have a name. Again, it was just a martini that I made using Frangelico. So today we're actually spot putting the spotlight on the main ingredient instead of the, 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 you know, the history and the fame behind the actual cocktail. So again, it's a martini. We use Frangelico, creme, white creme de cacao, and vodka. And so it was just equal parts, all three ingredients. And it turned out to me delicious. Again, we kind of came to the conclusion that it would not be a beverage you'd have every day, but is more like of a dessert treat kind of a thing. And In it's for winter. a specific vibe. Yeah. yeah. 
It's definitely not a summer vibe. However, it is different from a grasshopper because we were talking about the comparison, but a grasshopper has cream in it. This doesn't, so it is a less calorie-dense cocktail. So yeah. you, if you do want a dessert on a summer night, this could still be it. Yeah. Um, because it is a clear beverage. It doesn't have any of the cream or anything in it. So anyway, moving on. Um, a little history about Frangelico. It's really cool because if you get the Frangelico bottle, you're going to notice that it looks like a friar or like a monk. And obviously that's purposeful. And it says it's a product of Italy. But I think what's interesting is the lore goes back to Italy, but then you've got different sites that I looked on where like, you know, but the theme of the bottle could have come from like Spanish influence because the bottle, the the friar looks more like a Spanish like influenced friar or, you know, is it French? Is it, you know, so it's interesting because there's a lot of hypotheses. Um, Frangelico kind of first came on the scene, um, in the late seventies, early eighties, again, 1970s. Yeah. What century are we in? (laughs) We're in the AD time of the world. So yeah, 19 in the 1970, late 1970s, early 1980s. Um, and again, it says it's a product of Italy. Frangelico kind of, you know, speaks to that, but what's really cool is if you get the bigger bottle, it has the whole lore behind it. And um, according to the legend, Frangelico was a human uh, that lived three centuries ago in a hilly area um, surrounded by um, the banks of a river. And I think the river is Po. I don't know how to pronounce that, actually. How do you spell it? Just P-O. Or that could be po. a D, but I don't know. It's weird writing. Po. Either way, it's a river in Italy, I'm assuming. And it says that he lived as a hermit. And through his love of nature and knowledge of its secrets, created unique recipes of liqueurs. So Frangelico is supposed to be the name of this individual. Okay, okay, um, okay. The most precious one of all was a liqueur made from wild hazelnuts with infusions of berries and flowers to enrich the flavor. Uh, we continue the tradition, or the company continues the tradition by proudly offering this fine liqueur in honor of his name. So it kind of boasts itself as the original hazelnut liqueur. And it is 20%, you know, ALC to volume, you know, VOL. So it's, you know. What's ALT? Alcohol. Oh, okay. Alcohol to volume ratio. Oh, ATV? ALC, elk. ALC. Okay, alcohol to volume ratio. Yeah. Um, And it says, you know, produced and bottled in Italy. Um, and the company itself has gone through a couple owners, but, um, yeah, so it is really, and we already talked about kind of the nutty flavor. And I think, you know, one of the things it says about Frangelico is it really gained popularity because of the fact, like it's, it's interesting look, right? So again, it is a brand, a brand of hazelnut and herb flavored liqueur, and it is produced in Canale. I am probably pronouncing that wrong. I used to live in Italy and I still can't pronounce shit. Um, and it was first sold, they say, you know, again, in the 1970s, 1980s. But it, you know, it gained attention due to its unusual packaging. And if you've ever seen Frangelico, it does. It's it's in the shape of a fry. It kind of reminds me of, like, Aunt Jemima um, maple syrup. Which because isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> it isn't, which it shouldn't be, to be honest. Like, that's awful. But it does remind me of that. Like, it has that aesthetic where it's, like, has the shape of a human. I see that. I see And that. the bottle actually even has the little, like, quintessential robe ties. 
So I think that what they were trying to do was really have it mimic the friar aesthetic. Um, and from my research, it looked like it was truly supposed to mimic more of a Spanish friar versus like a France or, um, you know, Central or Southern American. So it's really supposed to be like the South of Spain. Um, I think that's from my research, that's what it looked like, even though it's made in Italy. So I think that really confused me when I was looking things up, but whatever. What is the friar aesthetic? Um, you know, the, the kind of singular robe with just the really simple tie and the bottle is even has like the tinted glass to be brown. So it even has, you know, gives air to the brown robe with the tinted glass. And then it has the drapery around the neck of the bottle as the robe would have on a fryer as well. Um, and then obviously, you know, the little tie that I mentioned, it's, it's just literally a little string tie that looks just like the fryer uh, robe tie. And then the bottom, yeah, it kind of goes out to a little almost like dress. So it is interesting because the bottle is really obvious. I mean, I think it's clever marketing really because it's like, you know, that's Frangelico because that bottle is really like a signature shape. And if you don't know that it's in the shape of the fryer, you know, it's in an interesting shape to begin with. Exactly. And they have the history on the bottle. So, you know, you can just, I think it's kind of fun. It's like, it's like a drink and a little history lesson all in one. It's like when you would get the popsicles and they would have the joke. It's like a fun little thing. So, um, yeah. And the, the way that the writing on the bottle is very like old aesthetically, you know, and you can just tell that they were really trying to complete that whole marketing scheme plan. (laughs) It is. Yeah. But like I said, it was just like weird to me that it seems very like based aesthetically in Spanish influence for friars, not Italian, even though the drink is supposed to be Italian. But again, it's not that old of a beverage. Is it me or when I think of friars, I think of like the Oliver Tree bowl cut. You do, yeah. Or like, yeah, I very much think of like Friar Tuck from, you know, the cartoon version of, um, shoot, what am I, (laughs) um, he shoots arrows, I'm not drunk, he shoots arrows, not Peter, nope. You're on your own. You're no, totally he, like, on your own. No, but he like steals from the rich, gives to the poor. Peter Pan. That's not Peter Pan. He steals children. Oh, jeez. I don't know that cartoon. It's not a. Car- it's like the. But it's a real thing. Oh, we're gonna get dragged on social media for this. Okay. He like Robin Hood. Oh, jeez. Came to me. <laughs> it's like magic. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody. Googled that. Peter Pan? Why did I say Peter Pan? Because I did. Oh, I I was thinking of the little fox now. Now I see it. The Robin Hood Fox. The the Disney Robin Hood version. Whenever I think of Friar, I think of that. But funny enough, that's what this robe thing looks like. It looks like the Friar. Oh, you're right. He doesn't have the little hat. But he's got like the weird baldy thing happening. This is rude. We're getting rude. (laughs) If there's any Friars out there, please send us your pick. Yeah, we're (laughs) so sorry if we've harassed anyone or made anybody feel less than. Because I think the aesthetic's great. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool that they, you know, they pay homage to a little bit of history. Not their own necessarily, but I think it's still really interesting. I'm going to ask a really ignorant question. Friars are just like religious figures, right? Yeah, I think in in the church, Catholic. Catholic. Catholic church, I believe. I should know this. Shit. I was a Catholic. Uh, yeah, well, you know, past tense. Um, yeah, so I feel like a friar was certainly almost like 
not the pat, not the priest, not the high priest or anything, but like certainly somebody who worked within the church and had some sort of regard. Right. And I think too, like, like in earlier times, friars were the people that like recorded history and like wrote things down and were really responsible for keeping a lot of aspects of the historical happenings of the church kind of sacred. We should Google that. Or if you're listening, feel free to Google what a friar is and does. We know what it looks like. And go it, uh, he. thank you to Frangelico. And just th- he. And Are um, there she friars? I don't think so. But feel free to hit us up in the comments or Twitter or whatever. Um, and let us know. School us. No, I want to ask Educate specifically us. Pope Francis. Pope Francis, you've done amazing things <laughs> for the Catholic Church. Wait to have me convert. No, Are we? <laughs> no, you're not. Are we having some free from some? Excuse me, she friars anytime soon? Yeah. Pope Francis. My question is: Do the ladies us? want to be a friar, though? Do we? I mean, I don't know that 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 gown. Why does not? not? That's not a flattering. It's not a flattering aesthetic. A potato sack. Just wear it a potato is. sack. It's basically what I think it. It's definitely like burlap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I feel like burlap has never really done anybody any favors. So you look like a potato. When yeah, you're wearing burlap, a sack of me and be like a sack of potato. Yeah. So I'm just not really interested in being a friar. I mean, I'm sure there's women out there that are who do not care what they look like and are not vain. And congratulations, go be a friar. But um, yeah. So if you know Pope Francis, here's this again. If you're looking for a sign, here it is. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, we're we're digressing pretty hard, but that's fine. That's what happens. You have a chocolate beverage in your belly. Exactly. So pretty much that's the history of the bottle. Um, You know, like I said, this beverage came out in the late 70s, early 80s. It's got kind of a nutty kind of herb flavor. It's meant to be that way. I know that I probably mentioned that before. It's got a really kind of hazelnut vibe, which is good. And when I actually made this drink, I poured a little heavier on the Frangelico the second time I made it. And I feel like that really helped mm-hmm. cut some of the just blatant alcohol flavor like the vodka um so we know that i don't know did i go over let's go over kind of how it's how it's made right we talked about the history you know that the name came you know the liqueur is based off of the legend of the of a hermit uh and his name was fra angelico who created unique recipes of liquors okay so we went over that But the manufacturing is always fun to me, I think, because I kind of love to learn about how, you know, different alcohols. How it's made. Like, yeah, how it's made. and have been watching that a lot in uh, in quarantine. How does it get those flavor profiles? Um, Fun fact, I'm sure I've mentioned this. I can't imagine I haven't. But um, being allergic to beer, you know, people are like always kind of assume I'd never want to go to a brewery. But I love going to the brewery because I love the science behind it and I love learning about it. And I'm actually the best brewery day ever because I just will get <laughs> the, the DD. flight. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the flight or I'll get whatever, you know, comes with the whole package you get sometimes. And then I just give it away to people. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to be in the back. You know, I just want to see the big vats. That's a shit that I can't drink. So anyway, back to manufacturing of this, the, the Frangelico. It says, uh, so when I did my research, it said um, in a lot of it that it's made similar in a similar manner to other nut liqueurs. So basically what happens with that is the nuts are crumbled up and combined with cocoa, which like, who doesn't love that? All you ladies out there. And uh, vanilla berries, which um, is like the whole thing. 
Vanilla uh, berries. Yeah. Huh, the berry, like the inside. Yeah, like yeah. little berries. Um, and, you know, other natural flavors. And then it's left to soak in the base spirit. After the spirit has absorbed the flavor of the ingredients, the liqueur is filtered, sweetened, hopefully naturally. We'll see, though. Um, and bottled. I feel like a lot of this stuff they don't tend to use, like the good stuff, they don't use high fructose corn syrup because I don't know that it marries well with the other things involved, like the alcohol. I feel like it would come out in the texture. Yeah. And so I feel like, um, again, I'm only assuming. I mean, I don't really know. The for only sure. like alcohol that I know that has corn syrup is bourbon. And there's a misnomer that like bourbon has to come from Kentucky. That's what makes it bourbon versus mm. whiskey. But actually it just needs to be made with a fuck ton of corn. And a we're in the United States corn. of America. That's, That's something bourbon. that we love to, to love to crop. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, interesting though, the brand was purchased by Campari. The, the, ah, the Grupo Aperol. Campari, yeah, in 2010. Interesting. So, and it was previously owned by William Grant and the CNC group. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it is, it has this kind of like old world aesthetic. However, it's very, it's a very modern liqueur. Now, when you're getting into the other aspects of this drink, the, we used chocolate liqueur, which is different because again, Frangelico has that nutty base. Um, chocolate liqueur has been around way longer, which I think is really interesting. The history here. I'm excited to learn about this history. So chocolate liqueur is kind of goes like way back, which is kind of fun. I mean, it makes sense. We find out chocolate is delicious. You know, humans are like put it in fucking everything. And we were not wrong. Humanity was very right in that respect. What is that one, um, like Mexican dish with like chocolate in it you're talking about mole sauce mole sauce so that's where they might have gone wrong for me though i don't like a savory chocolate moment Mm -hmm. i think i'm i'm really weird about that i don't know maybe i have although i've only tried it once and it was probably just you know at a trash heap of a restaurant so maybe i should try again (laughs) the mole that i've tried i think i've tried authentic mole this is so bad. I'm sorry to Fernando's family. I, I don't know if you're listening to this, but please take no offense <laughs> when I say I can't remember the mole that I had, but I remember it just being so distinct. I don't mm. think I, I don't think I liked it actually now that I think of it, but um, yeah, I they like put chocolate maybe, in everything. Yeah. Maybe not put chocolate in everything. Um, especially when it's like you sweeten the chocolate. Cocoa by, by property is bitter. So we add sugar mm-hmm. in the processing to make cocoa sweet and yeah. You know, I got some sugar savory. free. I got some sugar free chocolate chips right now. They nasty. They're gr- they're gross. <laughs> That's why dark chocolate's bitter. But I feel like everybody knows that. So why am I saying that? Anyway, so <laughs> the history here um, is it says in uh, some of the research that I did that the first mention was in France. Um, and it's a, you know, the first mention was in French and it was kind of a mentioning of producing and selling chocolate in liqueur as early as 1666. Ooh. Okay. So that's a while ago. Mm-hmm. And the context suggests, um, that this is a chocolate liqueur, not a chocolate liquor, which is different or, um, it, or a cocoa bean extract, nor any other chocolate flavor beverage, you know, it very specifically has it as a liqueur not a liquor. Um, and obviously that's due to processing and it's a whole different shebang. That's what differentiates them, of course. And because 
you know, one is in a spirit based and not necessarily, um, the full blown liquor. So anyway, um, and so in new England prior to the 18th century, American revolution, a chocolate wine was popular. Its ingredients included sherry, port, chocolate, and sugar. So a French manual apparently published in 1780 also describes chocolate liqueur. So you're seeing kind of this, this kind of hop and skipping and jumping around the world of these different variations of very chocolate liqueur-esque um, mentionings and additions to beverages. Thank you to my French ancestors for... <laughs> I mean, are we surprised? They're pastries, though. Okay, so. <laughs> for this chocolate influence. Yeah, 1666 is pretty crazy. Um, apparently, though, a French manual published in 1780 also describes chocolate liqueur. And in 1803, a French pharmacy manual includes a recipe for chocolate liqueur. Do you say pharmacy? Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day, pharmacies used to be where you get your liquor, girl. True. Because that was that cure-all. You want to shut that baby up? Same Give him some whiskey. Same cocaine. So, you know, the drugs. All the drugs and the alcohol cured everything. You're taking another sip. Let's take a sip. I'm going to make sure y'all hear it. You're about to get some ASMR. Some slurps. Ready? <laughs> Sound like a pop. That was bad. I'm going to tell you right now, maybe don't slurp a martini. That curry, <laughs> don't do that. Don't no, do that no, you should definitely slurp one. Don't do it. Don't listen slurp to one. If, you, if you're at a bar, sweet. listen, if you're at a bar and you got some crazy guy staring at you, just, just I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't just, even do that. Just, just meet your, eye contact, stick out your tongue, wag it a little bit, and go. No, what you need to do is drink that shit like a goddamn cat. <laughs> you drink it like a cat, ma'am, if you got a creeper next to you. I have done so many things to get men away from me. I have too. <laughs> Mostly oh, they just. to that. <laughs> and that's not because, and, and here's my theory. Okay, we're going to digress because that's what we do. Here's my theory, right? It doesn't really matter. We know that men have zero standards. Like when I say that I've had to like <laughs> get men away from me, that's not me being like, I'm so beautiful. Okay. Nope. I would say I'm an average looking female. Good for me. Right. Yay me. Above average. Oh, she's so sweet though. Um, hype girl, you know, <laughs> she is. The, she's the forever hype girl. We're the, we each other's hype. Girl. There are cre- there are creepy women, but it's more acceptable to be a creepy man. And- yeah, unfortunately, and so like, and also too, like, I just feel like if you're an averagely attractive woman, that's all it fucking takes. And so you have to be moderately attractive, and you have to house a vagina, right? And it, or you have those here, like you do, <clears throat> right? Exactly, right. So if those are the only qualifications and then you're going to get the skis balls. But so anyway, that's my digression. You know, women, all we're saying, uh, people that identify as women, just slurp that up. Wag it. uh, Act like you're a cat. Act like you're a cat. Lap it up like a fucking animal. Get that guy away from you. Maybe throw in a twitch (laughs) and see if you can get. And then if he's, you know, and if that doesn't work, then call the fucking police. (laughs) There's an issue. Get the bar person and be like, I don't think he's right. Get the bar person. I just, you know, I want to Bartender. Be, excuse me, bartender. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, back to business. So, yeah, in 1803, French pharmacy, because we love our pharmacies, giving us all the alcohol. And then it says, also in the early 19th century, American cookbooks, some published in 1825 and preserved in a historical archive in South Carolina, includes a similar recipe um, as the one aforementioned with the sherry. Um, what's, well, I mean, that's interesting. That's weird. It's funny that these are in the recipe books. Like these ladies were like, okay, we're about to like, 
we're about to handle our fucking weekend. Right? Mommy needs her juice. That's Uh, right. She she can't work. Just pump her full of alcohol. I mean, exactly right. I can't even imagine. Get her through that life. Throw her through a psych ward when she stops being cooperative. Can you tell that we're feminists? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hashtag feminism. You know, exactly right. Equalism, for sure. Equityism? Yeah, can I get that evil poo? Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, we're ranting. Um, Throughout the 19th century and into the early 20th century, manuals and encyclopedias in French, English, and Spanish gave similar recipes. So clearly chocolate liqueur really, you know, just went off running, like jogging at high speed because it appears like everybody was on board. Everybody wanted that chocolate liqueur. Can you imagine not, you know, wanting that? I mean, it's delicious. And I would imagine, too, that for the person who's not an avid drinker or somebody who is just, just starting to get you know, used to drinking cocktails and like spirits and how strong sometimes that vodka taste can be to them. Having a liqueur, like a chocolate liqueur is it almost- balances it out. Yeah, it balances it. And it's a friendly thing and it's a very familiar flavor profile. And so it's probably a great kind of bridge into drinking cocktails for people who are less experienced. <laughs> Let's go over this bridge together, guys. The chocolate liqueur bridge down, down the that's what I feel like. Okay. We got a bridge. We got a rabbit hole. I know. We got a lot of things Many happening. methods of entry. So here's the other thing. This is when you know it got legit because in the 19th century, food science manual gives a recipe that includes techniques for clarifying and coloring liqueur, chocolate liqueur. So that's cool. Coloring? What do you mean by coloring? Like you know, adding because, food dye? So the one that we, so the one I used um, was white. Yeah. Was white. Uh, chocolate liqueur and so I'd imagine yeah you're just going to add dyes to make it look chocolate mm-hmm. I don't know why um, yeah and then more you know it just continues on in the research to just kind of discuss other similar recipes and similar ideas and notions in using a chocolate liqueur in the 20th century um, and then it started you know talking about when branding really became a thing when alcohol companies caught on that this was a thing and people they could kind of prepackage it for people because a lot of these manuals just had recipes. So you would be making your chocolate liqueur at home, basically. Um, and so this was, you know, it wasn't really until like the early 90s that you start to really see brands creating their own. I'm sure it was before that, but that's when it became popularized. Just a reminder, are we in the 1990s? No, no. Oh, darn, we're back in time. We're back in time. Okay, we're talking 1690s? Yeah, no, okay. 19. Oh, yeah, we are. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We are in the 1990s. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're fast forwarding. I'm back sorry. Into I know what you meant. Modern day. I literally <laughs> thought you meant like currently right now today. And I was like, no, it's 2020. <laughs> it's not a great year. No. It feels like we went back in time because somebody else wants control of my ovaries. Like, always. Why the hell do you want my ovaries? Why? <laughs> I, you can, if, I mean, no ovaries, no opinion. Like, that's Thank just what you. I say. Why do you want them? I was going to say, like... Get you your can, own. I was going to say, you can have them, but you probably don't deserve them. I'm sorry like, that you Like, takes a badass dick. bitch to have this set of inside balls, basically. Yeah. And it's not my fault that, like, somewhere in utero, your fucking vagina, which everybody has in utero, turned Ooh, into a set right. of balls. It's not my fault that you miss being a fucking woman. I'm sorry <laughs> that you miss that. That's right. And I'm sorry that you want my ovaries and you just have a fucking sack that hangs out of your body that gets squished between your legs. Not my goddamn problem. <laughs> so you don't get to have my fucking ovaries, okay? That is it. We're digressing. We're digressing. Sorry. <laughs> this is the feminist episode. Please name it that. Okay, um, so anyway, we're in the 1990s. In the early 1990s. Um, that's when brands really were like hopping on the train, the liqueur, chocolate liqueur train, and then it became popularized to kind of make your own version 
Um, yeah, I was in the early 19s when several brands of chocolate liqueur were like hit the market. Um, and this is kind of attributed apparently in the 1990s was a big chocolate craze. Like apparently in America, people started really buying chocolate things in abundance and everything needed to be chocolate. And so that's why there was this huge surge in chocolate liqueur. I mean, I was barely alive then. So I always remember chocolate just being like this big exorbitant thing. Mm -hmm. So I can't really attest to like. Yeah, no, I wasn't uh, that person. Yeah, I mean, we was poor, girl. That's why. We couldn't afford that chocolate for no reason. It's so cheap we now, We were like though. Willy Wonka. <laughs> we got that chocolate bar, and we were like, savor this for a week. Uh, Charlie, you mean. You're right. I was thinking, like, the movie. <laughs> it's okay. You didn't have a grandpa that laid in bed and then was like, oh, chocolate factory, I'm getting the fuck up. Yeah, no. You know, we gotta assess some of these, like... That kid should be way more fucked up than he is. I love assessing old movies. Yeah, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, like I watched the original like Charlie Brown Thanksgiving episode and I was like, holy Jesus. A cartoon? Really? So yeah, the original Charlie Brown Thanksgiving episode is wicked racist. So, and it's like, you can, it's so cringy. So anyway, that's why they then came out with the Friendsgiving version. Okay. Because I think somebody was like, ooh, and so it's actually, I feel like it's really hard to get a hold of the original Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. You can't on the internet. Duh, you can find anything on the damn internet. But you're not going to find it in stores. You're going to see like the Friendsgiving episode. That's just or, like, awful. I'm sorry. Like I believe in cancel culture. I also believe in like keeping somebody accountable. Like you did this racist ass thing like I think that's 10, the, 20, 30 I think years they, ago. I think that's why they made the new one. They yeah. were like, oh shit. But no. they should still acknowledge. Yeah. I mean. They might should, have. Should they be selling the new, the older Thanksgiving one? But maybe there should be a disclaimer at Friendsgiving. Like. Because of the new knowledge that we have now, like, accumulated, we are addressing our past mistakes. Yeah, I feel like the the Friendsgiving Charlie Brown episode came out so long ago that that wouldn't have been a thought. And so for me, actually, the fact that they had more forethought, you know, 15 years ago, enough to make a new episode, I'm like, all right, I'll give you that much, peanuts. Um, but yeah, so the find that OG, watch that real quick, and then I don't cry want inside. To watch it. All I'm- I watched it for the first time, and I remember I was horrified. When did you watch it? I was younger, which okay. is probably worse because I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Mommy, your Native Americans really bad," and she was like, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> I was like, "Charlie Brown." She was like, "Turn that shit off, damn it, PBS." I'm just kidding. It probably wasn't PBS. Please don't come at me, PBS. I love PBS. PBS raised me. Just this saying. is a uh, kind of another just side road that we're getting off of. Off of the highway, that is the history that Crystal Ann is pioneering. So I am sorry. going off the side road. But it's like I will Oregon s- Trail on this bitch. <laughs> but I will say I love the period that we're living in right now. You're talking about Native Americans and how they were misrepresented. Mis- oh, my God. I can't talk. Mis- uh, it's this fucking alcohol. It's, this, <laughs> this shit gets you. There's three alcohol. There's three. Li- okay. <laughs> there's three. Wait. I want to be friends. on my side road. I'm still on my side road. I'm sorry. Driving, 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 driving. So sorry. I'm Here so we sorry. go. Um, we are at a time in American history that should be noted when the Washington Redskins is now finally being changed. Bless up. Thank you. God. Thank you. You're like so late to the centuries. game, centuries. but thank you. Thank you so it's much. It's about time. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing too is interesting too, because um, I have, you know, Native American history in my family. Um, however, I have very pale skin. I certainly did not necessarily 
you know, face the same realities that a lot of my relatives have even, um, or, you know, the people, you know, past relatives. Um, but it is interesting too, to bring up that I feel like a lot of Indians prefer being called Indian. Interesting. And so feel free here though, or is that feel free to feel free to like nationally. So a lot of tribes feel that we are not native American. We are not American. Mm. You came and took our country. Do not call us native Americans because that is not the name we gave the country. Do you know what I'm saying? What about, I, I've, for the most part, called them Native Americans or indigenous peoples. I think that, so I think the reason why they prefer Indian is because at least that doesn't claim America. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because why would they want to be named for a country that they didn't name and then also massacred them and continues to stomp on them and and to treat them as less than do you know what I mean so I think for a lot of tribes and I'm not speaking for everyone I'm sure you know I would never do that that's not my place certainly not my place this is just stuff I've heard and you know I've had friends that you know that grew up in in the tribal nations and you know even family members relatives things I've read you know accumulation of just personal experience Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times I've heard you know we'd rather be called indigenous people or we'd rather be called Indian actually even though we're not from India, that's better than being called Native American because we didn't name this country America. That was named by the white people who took it from us. So it's interesting because, like, what? I want to know more about that conversation because I don't even know, truly. Um, and you're of indigenous descent. Yeah. Too. So it's interesting because, like, I would prefer being called India myself. It makes sense to me. Like, I'm like, I don't know, Native American. That's weird. You call us Native American. You took our shit. You took our shit. Um, or like indigenous person, indigenous people, you know, whatever. But, um, that'd be interesting too, to just like have people chime in if I know it has nothing to do with alcohol, but we're a people podcast too. Alcohol brings people together. Yes. And so why not share, like, you know, if you are tribal in any way across the nation and you happen to hear us, let us know what is the preferred, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? I think the question, nomer. Is well, I think too. Disclaimer as well. Um, whoever you encounter in life, um, is they're going to be want to be referred to as a different term. Oh yeah. So I think also maybe not blanket statementing it as they want to be called this or they want to be called that. But what would you like to be called? Do you want yeah. to be called Indigenous people or do you want to well, be that's called I, the name yeah. of your actual tribe? And that's what I, that's what I meant is like chiming in, like feel free to add us and like, let us know because I'm always curious. I'm very curious about, because that is a label. Yeah. Just like any other label we give ourselves. And so I'm curious to see. Way more attention needs to be paid on the indigenous peoples and the indigenous lands. Like driving from Utah to Arizona actually the opposite, Arizona to Utah, um, seeing the indigenous people's lands or Indian, if you prefer that term. Um, I prefer Indi- indigenous people. Or even but, native. Or native, but again, I am not of that descent, so it's not really a preference. But um, going through native, quote-unquote, land and seeing like the lack of resources Oof. and just how 
much the American government has screwed Native Americans. <laughs> it's kind of astonishing. At the beginning of um, the inception of the United States and even... Manifest destiny. Even today, it's just, it's absolutely astonishing that we can treat another person like this. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty, and being from, you know, I'm from North Dakota, so that's been a reality and we didn't grow up with a lot and mostly because there wasn't a lot afforded to us. And so, you know, I didn't grow up on the reservation. Um, however, that wouldn't have been it. My, you know, it's sad that my mom would rather have us be homeless than live on the reservation at some points because we were, my mom was a single mom and she was a woman. In some areas it's, I mean, I'm not speaking on behalf of one particular tribe is if that is the term that you want to be called. Um, but Maybe being homeless to a lot of people is better than living on land that's just doesn't have resources. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, being a female, you know, being a woman, being a, you know, a native woman is, you know, just Google that native women and see what you find and see. Higher rates of everything. High rates of, you know, kidnapping, murdering, raping, just all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, Yeah, I mean, chime in. Let us know, you know, what you feel is true to your heart because I'm always interested. Mm -hmm. And again, um, let's have a conversation because that's the best part. We love communication and opening up. Yes. And again, I mean, Katerina and I don't always have the right words and we don't always know the right thing to say, but we always mean everything with the fullest heart and the best intentions. Mm And we're always going to ask questions, even if they make us uncomfortable, because we know we don't know everything. Yes. And two white women, we know we know our privilege, and and we don't mind it being checked, and we don't mind um, sounding stupid, because I'd rather ask the question and sound stupid than not be curious. I want to be an evolving human. Mm-hmm. I want to be changing all the time. Who I was two months ago, three months ago, is very different oh, from yeah. the person I am today. Oh my god. You betcha. Oh, dang. You should see the eyes on Crystal right now. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, girl. She just went somewhere truth. right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going back to my beverage. That's where I'm going into because I just, I just, like, yeah, that's I, so true. How's she that? She spoke to me. <laughs> I, I want to go back to um, chocolate liqueur, too. Is that pretty much uh, summarize, like, the history? Yeah, you know, it really, it, it kind of seems like it began, it's, you know, humanity began its love affair with chocolate liqueur way back in the 1600s, you know, and I feel like that's when people started really learning to manipulate, you know, different spices and different, you know, aspects of crops and, and things like that. So it makes sense that, you know, once like dessert craze and things like that, why not put it into alcohol? Because I mean, alcohol has just been a huge part of, you know, the human evolution for, for better or for worse, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So then, yeah. And then it became, you know, super popular. It looks like in the 1900s, it like took a 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, really hit like America hard in those times again during the quote unquote chocolate craze. So I'm a fan. I like, again, I like this. We already talked about it. Probably would rather drink this in like a super dessert moment or like, in cooler weather, um, 
but again, delicious. Or super chilled. Have it super chilled. Super chilled. Throw your martini glass in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I'm famous for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't have them ripping ready to go and I'm not condoning that or condemning that. Um, <laughs> but so- I mean, it is something like of all the chocolate things, usually you don't hear about cold chocolate, but this is a cold chocolate liqueur. Drink. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and I, again, I recommend, we will post the recipe. I recommend just a little heavier pour on the Frangelico and that nutty flavor really round out the drink. Mm. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And bearing with us. Yeah, this has been. We went um, on a tangent. (laughs) Tangent, I say. I hope you're here for um, the sass between the sips. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Please uh, like us on um, oh my God. All my the God. socials. <laughs> All the Just socials. Like, go ahead and Google Follow us, us on in- Instagram, Aries and Alcohol. Talk to us on Twitter. And we also have um, AriesandAlcohol.com, which is going to feature all of the websites, pictures of the drinks. And we've already posted a picture of this drink with um, Crystal Ann's very beautifully manicured hands. Ooh. So thank you guys for joining us. This has been Aries and Alcohol. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Hope you have a great week ahead. Bye.